You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. So glad that you're joining me. And we're beginning a new series all together here, and it's called Trials to Triumph. I think it's one of the most important series that I've ever taught, and its lessons are going to benefit you greatly. So let's get started. Let's go to the book of James. I'm going to use the King James to begin this. We will go with chapter 1, starting in verse 2. And James says this, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James opens up this epistle with a very counterintuitive instruction. He says, count it all joy uh, when you enter into diverse temptations. Don't care who you are, how much faith you have. I don't care how much victory you walk in. Nobody, nobody likes temptation. Uh, Jesus was tempted in all points like we were, but he had to be led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness in order to be tempted. It wasn't something that he necessarily wanted to do, but he did it as an act of obedience. And so this is very counterintuitive. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Everything that we have in us recoils against negative things, contradictory circumstances. Uh, As long as we're in this physical body, we will not enjoy those things in our natural being. But there is not a hint of instruction in this passage that would tell us that we're to receive these things or that we are to accept these temptations. There is nothing of the kind. Now, Jesus fell into these three different temptations that came at him. He was tempted to turn stones to bread. He was tempted to fall down and worship Satan. He was tempted to jump off the pinnacle of the temple and uh, supposedly have the angels catch him. Uh, But he rejected all three of those. In other words, he did not accept them. Those temptations came to him probably with incredible mental imagery and imagination, if not literally, uh, that he could see before his eyes. Uh, But definitely they came to his thinking. They came to his thoughts. Uh, A temptation is not a, a temptation unless it comes to your thoughts. You know, In the book of Job, when Satan came at Job, uh, terrible circumstances befell him, but Satan saw to it that after every single attack, there was a single messenger left alive to come and share the sort of details with Job so that he could think about what was happening. And that's the way temptation works. Satan does a twofold thing. There is the attack, and then there are the thoughts. There are times 
that he will come at you with just the thoughts. And there's no real temptation actually happening or no real threat present. But he works on your mind with those thoughts. So it's imperative that you learn how to deal effectively with those negative thoughts that come at you. And that's what this is all about. Uh, divers' temptations are uh, temptations of thought, uh, an appeal to give in to a temptation, or to give in to failure, give in to an attack, or to give in to sin. A trial is an attack of begetting or besetting circumstances. It's when things are actually happening in the physical world around you and they are working to tear you down and maybe an attack against your physical body or an attack against your circumstances. That's what a trial is. Uh, it could be an attack of persecution uh, coming through people. So there's a difference between temptation and trial. They're not exactly the same thing, but the two of them work together. And the Bible says that we're to count it all joy, uh, and that's an unusual response when these things happen. Now, nowhere in Scripture, here I'm going to read it again, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. There is nothing that says, my brothers, count it all joy for the diverse temptations that come against you. There is a huge difference between for and when. He says that we count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations, but there's nothing that says that we are rejoicing for the diverse temptations. We don't rejoice in those things, and why is that? We know that they don't come from God. The only things that we are rejoicing for is what God brings into our lives, not what the devil is doing. We rejoice when the devil comes with an attack, but not for the attack. And it's so important to keep that straight. You know, one of the first things Jesus did when he taught his disciples was to teach them to identify the source and so he spends this, this great sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, talking about all of the good things that come from God the Father. And he introduces God as a loving Heavenly Father. He calls Him your Heavenly Father, not just my Father, but your Heavenly Father, because he wants to identify the source. I am shocked at how many believers do not know how to identify the source of trouble. They do not see it. They don't see where it comes from. They attribute to God and ascribe to Him things that really didn't come from God at all. We are to count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations. Now, that is something that you will have to make yourself do. It's counterintuitive. I remember when I first started snow skiing, I had to learn to do something that was counterintuitive. When you're on a mountain and you're looking down that hill and you're on a pair of snow skis that are designed to glide across the snow, everything in your being naturally says lean back. And if you've ever watched a water skier, uh, you probably think, that's what I'll do. I'll lean back and I'll put the pressure and the weight of my body on the backs of my skis. That won't work when you're snow skiing. When you're snow skiing, 
the ability to make turns and the ability to stop is going to be because you have put the control into the front of your skis or you have put the weight on the front of your skis. Now, it's not so much that you're leaning far over your skis, but you are learning with your knees down to put your shins onto the front of those rigid ski boots. And what that does is it puts control and guidance into the front edges of your skis. And it's counterintuitive to do that. Everything in you screams, lean back, lean back. And that's why so many new skiers, and I know I was, I fell all over the mountain. And I had so many wipeouts and crashes because I had the hardest time trusting that ski instructor. And he's telling me to put the weight on the front of my skis. Very difficult for me to do everything in your being screams. Don't do that. Now, your natural impulses are the very things that lead you into defeat a good part of the time. Natural impulses will, will get you hurt. Let me give you a story that illustrates all of this. It's the way that African lions hunt together in their prides. Uh, you have the big male lion who dominates the pride, and uh, he'll get to one end of the field where the prey animals are. He does not mingle in with the lionesses. They separate when it comes time to hunt. And he takes up a position and begins to roar. And if you've ever heard in real life a lion roar, I mean, it's blood curdling. It is terrifying. Uh, there's just, you know, humans can try to mimic things like that, but there is absolutely nothing like the roar of a lion and how those, those huge lungs are able to create that amazingly terrifying sound. But that's what the male lion does, and it can be heard for miles. And so the prey animal hears that, and his natural impulse is to run away from that terrible sound. What he doesn't realize is that hidden in the high grass, right out in front of him, there is not one. There are multiple lionesses who are not roaring. They're very quiet. They're lying in ambush. They're a little bit more fleet than that big old male. The male might be tougher in combat and close quarters, but when it comes to running down prey, the lionesses are the ones that do the kill job. And so they're the most dangerous. And it's the job of the male lion to push the prey toward these hidden uh, assassins who are going to rush in and tear apart these prey animals. And your natural impulse is what gets you killed because you feel as though you are doing yourself a favor by running away from that horrible sound, but in fact you're running right into the jaws of destruction. And that happens in temptation. Because what happens is we try to trust our feelings. That's your first instinct. We grow up that way. And there are many times when it's right to trust your feelings. But when you are dealing with an enemy like the devil, a supernatural enemy who has come against you with a trial that is designed to steal or kill or destroy, when you are dealing with that, you cannot trust your natural impulses. That's when you have to rely on the word of the living God. And so when you begin to give God glory in the middle of a trial, 
Everything in your being screams and says, this is not the time. We are still in danger. We are still facing a problem here. When we give God glory and we thank Him, what are we thanking Him for? Lord, I thank You that in this trial I get the opportunity to demonstrate my faith. I have great confidence in your word, which is the source of my faith. Therefore, I have faith in my faith, and I know that my faith will work. I'm giving you glory. I'm giving you praise. I thank you. I count it all joy that I'm in this trial. You can see, for instance, in the story of Daniel in the lion's den, when Daniel was taken to the lion's den, he wasn't in a panic, and he wasn't angry. And the king actually betrayed Daniel and, and was a little bit of a coward, but he had Daniel thrown in the lion's den knowing that Daniel was an innocent man. But he did that to save his own skin. He didn't realize that God had a plan that was bigger than his power. God himself intended to protect Daniel. So Daniel didn't go kicking and screaming and saying, this is unfair, this is not right. Daniel had faith in God. God delivered him. Now, it was not normal to go into a lion's den with no fear. It was not normal to go in without kicking, screaming, and, and asking for help and pleading for mercy. But Daniel did that which was counterintuitive. And as a result, his faith worked, and he came out of the lion's den unscathed the next day. That's what faith does. Faith doesn't keep you from going to a trial. Faith takes you out of the trial when it happens. It destroys the effect of the trial. And that's why you can rejoice. So we're going to do a whole series on this idea that faith can deliver us from any trial and that it is the perfect response for everything that is sent against us. Well, that's all the time that I have for today, but I will pick up here tomorrow. So I hope you'll join me then. See you. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.